Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Heather. I'm Sarah. And I'm Delia. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, stick around. This episode of Three Reads, we'll be discussing, and please forgive me, um, but it is by Hanif Abdurakiv, and the name of the poem is, When we were 13, Jeff's father left the needle down on a journey record before leaving the house one morning and never coming back. Rolls right off the tongue. If you want to read along, we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram, three reads in a pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. And without further ado, it's time to turn the page. Do, 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 do. Okay. So this was my pick and I came about this um, poem uh, out of his book, The Crown Ain't Worth Much. He won like a button poetry contest, I believe in 2016. Um, but Hanif Abdurakib was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, there's not a whole lot about his background. I know that he was born in 1983. He graduated from Beechcroft High School in 2001. He then attended Capital University where he earned a degree in marketing and played on the soccer team. Uh, and Columbus <clears throat> is the setting for his first poetry collection, which is The Crown Ain't Worth Much. Um, Publishers Weekly Review noted when Willis Abdurakab meditates on the dangers of being young and black in America, the power of his poetry is undeniable. Um, so obviously Abdurakab has like a, a very, um, a very big passion for music and he finds a way to use that in all of his poetry. It's really beautiful. Um, but yeah, he has some more stuff coming out. I'm awful with the background. Uh, but he, in 2017, moved back to Columbus, Ohio. Um, he used to live in New Haven, Connecticut. And uh, one of his uh, new pieces just recently came out. It's called A Little Devil in America. So I believe that came out this year. And yeah, that's uh, Hanif. He's pretty cool. And obviously in this poem, uh, I'm not sure if I really tell him or tell what's happening in the poem or do we just kind of talk about the poem itself eh, we usually do a summary see that as well you want to read it is that too much is that like copyrighted <laughs> should we not do that you're the one that did the research for that my dear <laughs> so if uh, we're not doing it for we're not doing it for funding so we should be able to do it because we wanted to make sure remember we were trying to make sure that we could read quotes okay do you want oh, me okay. to just read the poem yes sarah's poetry reading oh part one <clears throat> When we were 13, Jeff's father left the needle down on a journey record before leaving the house one morning and never coming back. And this is why none of us sing along to Don't Stop Believing when we are being driven by Jeff's mom, four boys packed in the back seat tight like the tobacco and them cigarettes Jeff's mom got riding shotgun with us around I-270 in a powder blue Ford Taurus, where four years later Jeff will lose his virginity to a girl behind the East High School football field. Then later that night, his keys and pants in the school pool so that he has to run home crying to his mother with an oversized shirt and no pants like a cartoon bear. And the next day, when I hear the story, I will think about what it means for someone to become naked two times in one night to rush into the warmth of two women, once becoming a man and one 
once becoming a boy all over again. But right now it is just us in this car with Jeff's mother, that cigarette smoke dancing from her lips until it catches the breeze from the cracked front window and glides back towards us, a vagabond searching for a throat to move into and cripple while Neil Sean's guitar. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. It sounds right. It looks right. Okay. Uh, guitar rides out the speakers and I don't know how many open windows a man has to climb out of in the middle of the night in order to have hands that can make anything scream like that. Nothing knows the sound of abandonment like a highway does, not even God. In the 1980s, everyone wrote songs about someone leaving except for this one because it's about how the morning explodes over two people in one bed who don't know each other or who didn't know each other the night before when alone was the only other option and their homes had too many mirrors for all that shit. And so it is possible that this is the only song written in the 1980s about how fear turns into promise. I think I know this because there's so much piano spilling all over our laps that we can't help but to smile since we still black and know nothing can ransack sorrow like a piano. Jeff's mother's hand trembles and still wears a wedding ring. So she pulls over to the side of the highway turns the volume up so loud after the second guitar solo when the keys kick in again that we can barely hear the cocktail of laughter and crying consuming the front seat until the song fades away and the radio is low again and the ring once on jeff's mother's hand is on the side of the highway beneath us a sacrifice and so maybe this is why grandma said a piano can coax even the most vicious of ghosts out of a body and so maybe this is why my father would stare at the empty spaces my mother once occupied Sit me down at a baby grand piano or sit me down at a baby grand and whisper, play me something child. I did that no justice, but that's it. You read it. Oh, it was words. You. you did a good job. Thank you. Thank you. Out of breath. <laughs> did you know how the whole button poetry, it just goes whew, all together. Well, and I'm like, yeah, I, mean, I just, and there's those weird, there's, there's definitely weird gaps in the, the way that there, the, the, poems are like not poems but the paragraphs are grouped together so mm -hmm. it's weird because they're not spaces you would normally take breaths at yeah so and there's really right no and i'm like it's <laughs> <laughs> okay there's no periods so it's just you know only it looks like commas and shit so initial thoughts i'll let you ladies go first sweet i loved it I thought it was really good. Um, I think it did throw me off at first that I had no punctuation. I know typically poetry is ordered on a page in a way that is purposeful, but I do still pay attention to punctuation uh, when I read poems. And so for this one to have none, it brought a different, it, ser it was served differently, mm -hmm. uh, so to speak. And mm. so, oops, sorry. So that was really good. And I, uh, really enjoy it i have more to say but initial thoughts that's it uh -huh. so i read it twice once both times i was on the toilet so <laughs> <laughs> lovely <laughs> the first time i was like i read it through and i just let it gloss over me i really don't think i took a lot in like i i took in the basic what was happening the second time i read it i think i took way more into it so listeners if you have a second i mean obviously we're gonna get into it but if you have a second you should go back and listen to sarah read it all over again and pay attention because um i think that i got like i said i got way more out of it the second time like i was paying more attention to things so but it was it's gorgeous like i probably could read it a third time and catch more shit, you know like even sure. listening to you there was just like 
it, it's two pages, but there's a lot in there. And the imagery and the, the words that he puts together to build you this story and not even and do it short, you know, uh-huh. it's just really nice. I, I, I did. I liked it a lot. Thank you. Yes. When I uh, first, well, I didn't get the book. Adam was the one who purchased it. And he was like, you know, I think you might like this. Um, because button poetry is not quite his thing it's more my thing mm-hmm. and I'm like okay so I started reading it and I realized how this dude you know how how much into music he is and how almost every poem is such a beautiful take on everything like it was really hard for me to pick just one honestly mm-hmm. I had like a few um that I'm like yeah I really want them to read this and I want to share this one and I want to share this but I picked this one because it was the first one that I read and I'm like whoa and then when I went back again I'm like whoa you know like it kind of stops me and I'm like this one just something about it Mm -hmm. I feel but that was my first initial thought thought. I think it was the uh the Winnie the Pooh reference that really (laughs) the cartoon bear (laughs) with no pants no like that's there right there she loves Winnie the Pooh oh that's it you know how I am in this case Winnie the Pooh Jang Bye time. Oh Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> so that's where we are today, guys. Um, <laughs> oh. Poo tang. We need the poo tang. We need the poo tang. On a serious note though, I think uh something this poem has a lot of that I really enjoyed is juxtaposition. I love juxtaposition. I love the word juxtaposition. I love what it means. Um, and I can just think of so many times in this. So obviously the main one is uh, the difference in a man who he said naked was twice in one night, wants to become a man and wants to become a boy again. I did love So you kind of have that, uh, have those two things to compare. That's really nice. And then yeah. The juxtaposition of, I don't know, when we think of us being in the car together when we were in high school, when we were in middle school, mm-hmm. it was so much fun. It's loud. It's laughter. It's enjoyment. You're listening to music and journey of all things. Um, Which we definitely listen to. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but then his, during, and during all this, Jeff's mom is going through her husband walking out. And so every time she hears that song, it means all of the opposite. It's loneliness, it's sadness, it's grief, it's anger, it's all these things. And her throwing her ring on the on the side of the road, I was like, yeah, girl, mm-hmm. you get it, girl. You don't need that ring. You don't need no man. <laughs> oh, God, I love oh, that man. part of it. Because the beginning, I mean, the title is Just Father Left. And here we see her throwing out that ring at the end of it, like, whatever. You, know? you left me, so I guess I'm emotionally going to leave you, too. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. I think another juxtaposition as well is that we get the sense that um, the author's mom either left or passed away as well. And so the leaving can happen in two different ways, and it leaves people differently. Like, Jeff's yeah. mom is laughing and crying and, like, for lack of a better word here, hysterical. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Curse me. Okay. So... <laughs> She she's you know losing it in the front seat, and you know Jeff's and not Jeff, but Hanif's dad sits him down and asks him to play piano, mm-hmm. and like calms everything down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the way that people 
the two the juxtaposition between how like his dad being calm and about it about the loss or the leaving and his mom being <clears throat> messy absolutely so. yes and i think that's a lovely way to put it um because you know you have and everybody i'm sure has like a song or multiple songs that when you you just can't listen to for one oh, yeah. reason or another because it reminds you of just something mm-hmm. and i used to think i'm like man i'm so bad about this you know but then i'm like everybody does it like you have meaning music has meaning you know mm-hmm. and so for for the music to kind of in this instance bring back the hurt and the pain of jeff's dad leaving mm-hmm. and then the music of the piano to bring back the ghost of his mom in a more like positive light you know um so that was really it's really beautiful, I think, the way he talked about how the piano can, like, coax out the ghost of someone to mm-hmm. kind of come back. Um, but I thought it was also very powerful, like you said, how Jeff's mom is, like, taking back control, though. She's, like, listening to this song, and she's finishing this song. You know, she's not turning it off or whatever. She's mm-hmm. she's listening to this song, and she's leaning hard into, you know, the laughing and the crying and the emotion. And mm-hmm. then she's like no and she takes it back and she throws out that ring and i'm like yes girl that's mm-hmm. what you need to do you know that's right it was very powerful yeah you're allowed to have emotions uh anyone that's listening have your emotions okay. feel your emotions accept your emotions and then move on yeah yeah uh-huh. unless your emotions are toxic to you and then remember that uh, emotions are not fact that's a fact too there it is so you know just be careful but yeah, no, you're right though. I mean, and even then, your feelings are valid. They may not be like correct, but they're valid. <laughs> they may not be correct. I just say that because, like, like I talked to a client uh, this week, and she's got a very deep fear of abandonment, and so like her feeling when her partner wants space or just time alone to just be an introvert. In her head, she's like, he's leaving me. He doesn't love me anymore. And that's her feeling. But the fact is, is that he still lives in the house with her and still wants to be in a relationship with her. You know, that's that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I can't. I now want a sticker that says, your feelings aren't fact, but they are valid. <laughs> yes. That's a good way. To, I know I was, what is it? I don't know if it was a book or a show or something mm-hmm. where um, someone says, you know, they give themselves so many seconds to like feel all of the emotions. Like you give yourself 10, I know 10 seconds isn't a lot, but you give yourself an allotted amount of time to feel everything, to think the bad thoughts, to mm-hmm. think about how awful it all is, to cry, to do whatever. And then after that allotted time, you like, and obviously that can't work for everybody, but you know, you, you get it. You don't just hold it back. You let it out. And then you kind of move on. And I think in this instance, Jeff's mom, like I said, is just she letting it out. Of like three yeah. minutes She's like, I'm- here, I'm going to listen to this song. And you know, all the boys, like everyone knows Jeff's dad left with the Journey album. I mean, obviously. Sing, because yeah. that song is a sing-along song. Like, yes. Oh, generations, perfect. generations all in a car together. You sing that song. Now, if you don't know the song, then I apologize that this is not a reference to you, but you know, I'm sure we'll refer refer something about your childhood later. So wait your turn. Um, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But, but I mean, yeah, like it's interesting the way that you, you know, certain songs make you feel things. And well, this song is a song that I sang the song in choir 
we have favorite lyrics from this song that we love, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Summer Born oh, to Sing the Blues. My favorite part of that whole song is just fantastic. But mm-hmm. for, for Jeff and for Jeff's mom, it means, like, something completely different. And it's very interesting that that's the song that he would, like, put on. Why would you ruin that song for somebody? Fuck Jeff's dad. Like, yeah. Seriously. Can you imagine, like, a journey? Like, a, you know, you put that album on. What if that song, he's like yeah man time to go peace out you know he's just like oh, no, that was a dramatic choice he's a drama queen wherever he is <laughs> yeah. he said <laughs> journey and Take then damn door he's like, i guess i can't stop believing in my dreams goodbye family <laughs> you can have both you were just a lazy motherfucker that's what it sounds like yeah oh, right. oh. he was like even though i'm leaving don't stop believing <laughs> not a mic drop a needle drop oh poor jeff sorry so, yeah seriously but um like you talked about the juxtaposition of becoming a man and a boy all in one night i thought that was so lovely so lovely um you know because there are even times now where i'm like man i'm an adult and i'm like i am not an adult I still call my mom and I'm like, mom, my stomach hurts. And she's like, Sarah, it's gas. And I'm like, mom, there's no way. This time it's it. I'm dead. And then sure enough, it turns out to be gas. She's like, take a gas pill. And I'm like, it's gone now. Thanks, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You know, I swear I'll call her. I'm like, this isn't normal. And she's like, will you go to the doctor? And I'm like, probably not, mom. So I'm like, if I die, all my stuff. I'm like, you know how to divide it. And she's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) my mom i don't know you know i could never like (sighs) anyway but i thought that was lovely because i feel like that's something yeah Mm -hmm. that was just such a nice comparison Mm -hmm. how you think that you know sex can turn you into to an adult and then (laughs) you lose your pants oh god (laughs) i just think it's so funny I mean, somebody got greedy. That's all I'm saying. He was like, this is great the first time. Let's like, I can't wait. Gotta do this again. He had like two ladies lined up back to back. That's funny. You can like sex. Totally can. Don't get greedy. I'm just kidding. That's right. It's a joke. As long as everybody's consensual and consenting, I don't care the amount of sex or who you have sex with. That's right you know and i do request y'all be safe uh another thing that was very agreed also real quick real quick random um this has nothing to do with the poem uh but i was watching a youtube video about this obgyn who was watching this christian like sex video um teaching kids about sex and where how babies are made the entire video, they do a great job of explaining everything anatomically, right? They they explain the vagina, they explain the penis, the eggs, the sperm, the ovum. I mean, everything. They do not discuss sex. They just mention people cuddling and your parts fit together and a baby happens after you're married. And it's a miracle from That's God. That's not education. Right? That's, That's exactly what she said. It was awful. And I mean, how many people are going to think like, man, I can't get pregnant until I get married or man, you know. I'm just gonna cuddle on the couch with my honey and then like I'd be scared to death. I'd be like, like no, mom be like, Do you wanna come cuddle? No, no, I don't want to get pregnant by my mom. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I've never what if God grants us a baby? That. 
Yeah. That's another thing. Like, if, if Mary got gifted a baby, like, there are probably women out there who are like, oh, no. God, what if God's just going to gift me this baby and I just become pregnant? And they don't understand how it happens. Yeah. You know? Or if they're not getting pregnant and they're like, oh, God There's doesn't. Wrong with yeah. yeah God, God, doesn't is, God, doesn't, God doesn't love me. He doesn't want to give me a baby. I'm not good enough or whatever. Granted, if they're only cuddling and expecting that to happen, that's the problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you just cuddle up with your honey on a couch. You watch a movie and your parts just fit together so nice. And then, you know, all that extra and love. You, and you're just like, which parts, though? Because, like. Which yeah. parts? Which parts? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Sometimes accidents happen. It goes slip somewhere it's not supposed to go. Oh, no! i rephrase. It, it, there's no not supposed to go. Many Places times. you don't want it to go. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, okay? One of them's gonna get you pregnant, the other one's gonna hurt like a bitch. So, and then you've angled down. Yeah, you're sitting on some peas. <laughs> frozen <laughs> peas. Sit on frozen peas for a while. Frozen peas. <laughs> 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 I swear. I swear. That tickles me. <laughs> Makes you think of Jennifer's body. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, I'm not a virgin, I'm not even a backdoor virgin. <laughs> That's why you became a succubus, my dude. <laughs> oh god, I really, so you know funny. what I love about that movie is like the first time that we have like a sort of semi-openly bisexual person on the screen, like where she's like, "I thought you only ate dudes," and she goes, "I go both ways." <laughs> yeah, I loved it, bisexual and the fact that they were just best friends, and it was just—I mean, their makeout scene, Amanda and Listen. Megan. Yeah. Amanda Seyfried, if she were my she's best friend, I'd make out with her too. I know. I'm just saying. I know she's not good looking. I wanted to have her babies, but it's okay. She you just got cuddle with babies. her. <laughs> <laughs> then God will bless us with a miracle. Your parts will fit together. Our birthday. <laughs> Listen, if you take two pairs of scissors, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. And there was like a part in the video where it's like, oh, there are all kinds of families. And then it shows all these families. Uh, all of them are just heterosexual families, right? Like, just yeah, very nuclear sure. family. But then but they try to, I guess, abide by some form of, like, showing that they're, you know, minorities. They, like, have them dressed up like Eskimos, cowboys. Like, I don't know. All this stuff. I'm like, that's, that's not. White. <laughs> just because you're, just because you live in a different part of the U.S. And you still, like, if you're white, you're white. It doesn't matter what clothes you're wearing. You're not a minority. Sorry. Yeah, so I was just looking at it. She's like, something's not right here. I just randomly found her on YouTube. Anyway, back to the poem. So, right, right. That's, yeah, we're uh, another part that I think is really cool about this is the fact that he talks about how so many of the, the songs and the music made in the 80s was about leaving. You yeah. know, it was about heartbreak. I mean, obviously, and it is like if you love eighties music, you just know. And then you have this song that is literally, you know, a feel good song about two people finding themselves. And here is what Jeff's dad decided to do: <laughs> just leave out, really and that's the song. You know, it wasn't some like really like heartbreaking song. Really, like you couldn't drop total clips of the heart, my dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right instead it's like journey so you have this very like beautiful song that everybody knows like the go-to karaoke song and uh poor jeff <laughs> i mean you can imagine if he goes to karaoke night it's probably like oh just triggered all over again 
just oh or maybe this was cleansing for him too like yeah like you know what i just saw mom go through it i'm gonna go through it and we can move on and listen to this stupid song like it's it right don't give it that power you know and i think don't quote me on this i could be wrong so if the author ever listens to this i'm sorry but um i think there's another poem where he talks about how when they go to um when they go out and there's like a jukebox or something they like to pick different songs you know like springsteen or something like that Mm -hmm. try not to go for the journey so much just Mm -hmm. you know and i just feel like that's such a good like i'm sure he embraced it but i also think that's such a good friend thing you know yeah like let's not probably bring up the abandonment of his dad you know so much let's not make this a downer night um absolutely yeah some people are less aware yeah. yeah yeah some people are toxic too yeah that's true toxicity man mm-hmm. yeah um, so that's my poem i mean it's not mine see um yeah it makes me want to read uh, first of all can you tell me what a button poem is we probably should have done that at the beginning i don't know the definition is uh it's it's like a it's like spoken word right? Oh, yes, it also is an organization, um, and the poems themselves, I think, are categorized by, like, a spoken word poetry, and mm-hmm. it's spoken in such a way, I'm not exactly sure. Like the, they're a company. They're a company. Yeah, the way like, that you read it is very dramatic. Mm-hmm. Independent publisher, performance poetry, they are known for their viral videos of slam poetry performances. Oh. Um... Yeah, they were founded in 2011, and the founder was Sam Cooke. The problem with the Sam Cooke that we know. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Sam Cooke. <laughs> well, well, he's kind of, you know, deceased. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah. Can Slightly. I tell you something, like, not appropriate? Um, So there's a Netflix documentary called, like, The Two Murders of Sam Cooke or something like that. I'm probably not saying it right. But it's, it's something along those lines. And I was watching it. And I it's a good documentary. But I was like halfway through it. And I paused and I turned and looked at my husband. And I was like, where's the murder? I was told there would be murder. It's in the title. The murder doesn't happen until like maybe the last 15 minutes of this hour long thing. Large parts of me are like, you know, you have a true crime obsession problem. When you oh pause in the middle of a documentary and are like, where's the murder? Where's the murder? <laughs> so, I know. Listen. If, if there are certain things where um i don't know like last night I, have you guys watched the guilty yet on netflix no okay well one it made me super nervous and two oh. um yeah because it's like he's at this call center well it's nine one one, and uh so he's like you just know something bad happened with him and jake is it gillenhall gillenhall gillen J- <laughs> i think it's jake him? uh jake gillette donnie darko is there and he that's how we referred to him when we casted him (laughs) (laughs) you were like uh, no 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 you said jake maggie donnie darko's sister (laughs) (laughs) never i love her but uh yeah so he's like at this 911 thing and uh he gets a call and anyway it turns i mean i can't tell you the I can't tell you the stuff. Damn it. I'll just give it all away. I already started it. But I mean. I was going to say, we have a spoilers. Uh, yeah. 
disclaimer right now spoiler alert okay so spoiler what happens is he gets a call from a lady and she's like oh i've been kidnapped she doesn't say that she implies it you know because he's like are you with someone she's like yes sweetie and he's like does he have a weapon and she's like i don't know sweetie you know that kind of thing so he Mm -hmm. thinks he's talking she's talking to the kid or whatever and so he's doing everything in his power to like get this lady help you know and to save her um and then cops are called to the house because like the six-year-old and a baby are left home alone because the dad kidnapped the mom right well it turns out that the mom has like psychosis and she killed the baby because she thought that there were snakes in its stomach but she didn't kill the baby the baby went to icu yeah well yeah and then you find out that the husband was trying to take her back to psychiatric care Mm. and then uh but the the guy in it joe he saves her from killing herself because she's like i'm gonna go be with my baby and he's like no he's like i killed a man he's like i killed a man i don't know why i killed a man so you find out in the end he like pleads guilty to manslaughter anyway made me super nervous i don't know why i'm telling you guys this has nothing to do with anything it just made me nervous and i wanted to tell you well i appreciate you sharing with us (laughs) thank you thank you but the whole time recognize that not all people with psychosis will do this that's my least favorite thing about mainstream media is they're like if you have psychosis then you're gonna murder someone that's not most people with psychosis so many people have psychosis and just live their lives like you know normal people so i think it was highly implied that she quit her medicine when she shouldn't have no you Uh, know what's funny is that like Oh, God, I just read the statistic. It's more than half of people with psychosis can exist and function fine without meds. Now, it might take meds at first for them to, like, get even keeled, and then they learn their coping skills, and then they come Mm -hmm. off the meds, and it's fine. But, like, now I'm not saying everybody can do that. Don't If you're on medications, follow, like, listen to your doctor, take your meds. But, but, you know, like, that's not a good excuse. I don't – okay, it's fine. No, it's okay. Anyway. We need to not be scared of people with psychosis. I'm not saying that you were. I'm saying that media. Oh no, I wasn't scared of. Uh, what's her name? Emily at all? I wasn't scared at all for Emily. I mean, I was scared Emily was going to jump, but he was just making me nervous. He was like an asshole. He kept screaming at everybody. He was knocking stuff over, and I'm like, "You need to go to jail, Joe, because you're scaring me. Like, <laughs> uh, you don't need to be working for 911. You know? Yeah, if you can't handle that kind of stress, I was like, Joe, <laughs> like, coping skills, dude. Joe, anyway. relax. um but you could cut all of that from this if you'd like because that really nothing that i'm saying is pertaining to the poem um at the hand but uh i recommend the crown ain't worth much i think it's a very beautiful i would like to read um his other works obviously the poem itself the crown ain't worth much i sent you guys i think a video of it yeah there's a link Mm -hmm. and so it's really it's good um it's obviously more about you know the injustice um to black americans well to black people period um just mainly talking about like the injustices of black americans that we know about Mm -hmm. um who have died and so that's a good one there's another one that talks about music and how i don't know it was it's just it's really good it's really good so i recommend it if you want to get more into like cultural aspects of everything Mm -hmm. yeah so there you go. Yeah, I I I liked it too. I'm not gonna lie. I had to look up who Neil Sean was. I was like, I don't know who this is. 
It took me honestly through the second read for me to understand that it's the exact like they're talking about don't stop believing the entire poem not like not changing it because I was like they're talking about this song on the radio is it different from like I, it didn't really register in my brain but oh yeah he's oh. the guitarist for don't stop like in in journey and Santana and a bunch of others he's an American oh, guitarist God. he's got his little fingers in all the pots <laughs> I yeah. did like that too what Hanif says about like about him making the guitar scream many- well, I don't know how many window open windows a man has to climb out of in the middle of the night in order to have hands that can make anything scream like that. Oh, yeah. Because I'm like, are they climbing out because they're sneaking out from, like, their house to go hang out with a girlfriend? Are they climbing out because there's, like, some yes. history there? Like, what? Yeah, I like that line. It was just, there's something about it. I liked it, too. He can make me scream. I don't care. Well, if he's got that dexterity, right? Yeah, you would think, listen, in my experience with these men with these fast little fingers, okay? <laughs> they just, <laughs> I don't know. These oblivious little men. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> well, so that's my story. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I'm glad that we read it. Um, it's definitely different. I don't, I'm not, I'm, like you said, Heather, there's purposefulness in the spacing. I couldn't figure it out myself but i liked it maybe if i read it a fourth or fifth time maybe we'll talk about it when we wrap up this book bite series oh have an book answer bite for you series. yeah i forgot yeah. to mention this was a book bite episode whoopsie it's the book bite episode it's the first one of the series oh does that mean oh we we do we want to recommend a food is there food to be recommended my dear is there- it's a book uh, we usually do. Smoke a I pack know, of cigarettes. Don't do that if you don't. Don't, really don't, do don't. But, uh, but yeah, I definitely was thinking that. I was like, okay, well, or we could talk about foods that we've had in cars when we were growing up. or uh, Oh, dear. Or foods that you would consume at a football game because there's that whole football thing feeling. Or, or maybe your comfort food when you're having a shitty day. Mm. Or... Or your comfort song instead of food, we could do a song. Oh yeah, music. it's a soundbite episode. Oh, it's a soundbite. No, sound oh, special special series. Although I was gonna say, um, <laughs> uh, you have to go smell some wine and cheap perfume. <laughs> <laughs> that was gonna be my my food recommendation. I like it. That's good. <clears throat> um, I I don't know, man. I I don't tend to listen to a lot of slow songs because you know it's just too sad there are certain makes you feel things yeah they make me feel things you know and i like to just um, i try to be upbeat upbeat and peppy um but right the song that it really did, picks it. me up when i'm like having a down day is Yeah, it's hard to pick um, with music. I do a lot of, like, it's silly. It's silly, but one thing, because I don't know if you can actually see, like, the music that people put on their Facebooks. Um, Sometimes you can. Some things you can't. I don't know. I don't look at other people's music, but I use my Facebook music thing to kind of add things when I remember them. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if I don't have time to download it or whatever, and I have Facebook, I'm like, okay, I'm going to add it here, and then I'll remember later. So that's kind of like, all the music that I feel I don't know you know at that moment 
So it's it's always changing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is for everyone. Obviously, you don't like the same things forever. Um, right. I remember your song when we were in high school. You were like, guys, if I'm ever in a coma, a coma you need to play. <laughs> what was it? It was Jupiter, a Drops of Jupiter. That was a good one. And I'll wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wake up for sure. That, oh my gosh, you can play like Sister Christian and like literally the first note I'll know. And I'll be like, oh, that's it. Yeah, wake up now. Listen. Uh, so that's a good one. L- lately, I think um, Critical Mistake by the band 888. That's been one of my go-to songs. So mm-hmm. if you guys ever want to, if anybody wants to listen to that, you can get back to me in the future. Or not. Or do. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> let me see. Go to my I'm going to say Lady Gaga um, is 10 yeah, out of 10. Yeah. I've been listening to more Taylor Swift recently. I like oh this whistle. Me too. And I hated to admit I it at first because I'm like, aren't we supposed to not like her? But then I'm like, yeah. mm, I like her. I like yeah, so, she can write a freaking song, that's for sure. Folklore. I love yeah. that album. Like, I just think it's, uh, it's so nice. Now, what are some songs from that album? Because I just listened to them on Spotify, so I don't know the Ivy, albums. Cardigan. Uh, Cardigan. And I need my more. Um, there's the song about champagne problems. I love champagne problems. Yeah, is that from that one? Champagne problems. I think it is. Oh no, it's uh, it's not champagne problems. It's champagne. It that is the name of the song, but it's not on that same. Um, my tears ricochet. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is me trying. Mm. Is that not on it? Cardigan. Mm. Seven. Cardigan. Mm. The one. The last. The last great American dynasty. I like that one too. I honestly, uh, I did. I am not as into folklore. I really liked Lover. That album was good. I really and liked I Lover liked too. Some songs from from folklore and some songs from Evermore. Where did Champagne Problems come from? Not as far as I know, not Lover. Ah, oh. I just remember looking at stuff and then seeing like, I don't know. Yeah, I like but, Nobody, No Crime. It's a good one. That's a good one. I don't know yeah. that one. Let me write it down. You right, yeah. Yes. If you're a true crime enthusiast. Uh, yes. Then you What's it called? No body, no crime? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so <laughs> awesome. I also is. like Tolerate It. That one. Oh, is- yes. That one's good. That one's oh, good. Oh, yes. That's, that's, that's definitely a good one. But, okay. What's you know the what? one about the willow? <gasps> willow. <laughs> oh, literally. Willow Oh my god, Adam's like Sarah. You really like that part. I'm like, I love willows. I'm gonna get that part tattooed on me. But then I'll get sued by Taylor Swift. My two songs right now that are like my go-to right now. I've got "Like a Lady" by Lady A. Okay. And Uh uh, "Secrets" by Mary Lambert. Oh, "Secrets" is so good. It's so fun. I've got bipolar disorder. My shit's not in order. Yeah. Oh, you should listen to. Um, I also really like Flowers and Sex. That's a good one. Uh, flowers in the Attic one? No. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I really like that too. What is the song? It's by Girl in Red, and it's mm-hmm. called Girl in Red. Adam! Are you a bisexual, Sarah? Oh, no. Is it? Am I supposed to be? I think anyone that listens <laughs> to a Girl in Red. No, there's a, yeah, that, that was used to be your, the thing you would say to let people, I learned this today, yeah. T-I-L. Um, <laughs> I was today years old when I learned that you, like, you used to say, like, I listened to Girl in Red. And everyone's like, 
and that let people know that you were a lesbian or however oh, you wow yeah well, but now there's nice. a person that like is an artist that goes by that she's actually I think yeah there's ticket like my friend my coworker has tickets to see her in april yes we listen to her well i listen to her um there's a couple of things i like a couple obviously but uh god i'm trying to think of the one it is anyway it's about she was like i've got intrusive thoughts like cutting my hands off like jumping in front of a bus like how does it ever stop but i mean because i mean you know because intrusive thought you know yeah, yeah. it's like the and intrusive, that just brings like, me in such a good place when i'm having a bad day yeah, it's, it's so good. <laughs> those it's so lyrics good. are very inspiring um, it's like what is it called though i'm not gonna redo the suicide stuff the, the if here if you have those thoughts check out the the bell jar Episode. Check out the bell jar. Hey, listen, listen. I was about to choose because there is a um, there is a a poem um by our dear lady that I was going to choose, but then I'm like, well, I don't want to make everyone go through that again. But yeah. uh, it's one it's one of my favorites. But well, um, this is probably not going to be the first book like book bite that we do poetry with. So good. we'll do it. Again. God. Uh, because this one is, I, do we even know what this this one is? Uh, I, mean, I know we're doing poetry, but is it like a certain serotonin? Kind of it's called serotonin. It's a song. And if you're ever getting, yes, yeah, so serotonin, a girl in red. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, I mean, probably don't listen to it if you're in a bad mood. Well, I mean, it's really upbeat though. Um, but the lyrics themselves, well, I mean, uh, well, uh, it's cool. Cool, cool, cool. So that's, yeah, those are my two songs. Those are my happy, upbeat songs that I would listen to if I was having a bad day. Um, I think that's it. I mean, Heather, unless you have specific, oh, you said you've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift. So any anything else before we wrap this mother up? Mm, I don't think so. Obviously, we recommend it, but, you know, yeah, I mean, you can read it yourself, but Sarah mm. did an excellent job at the beginning reading it to you. <laughs> no, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> maybe you take your inhaler before you read it out loud i don't know it's just a suggestion well we also like it on you so oh it's okay yeah i'm sitting here today thinking like man i'm really stuffed up think i got an ear infection i'm like cool no it's okay (laughs) it's okay it's Um, normal it's normal that i have an ear infection yeah it's ridiculous i'm gonna have to go to an ent it's awful Mm. um but there's like so much pressure there i can't hear and some of my older patients they're like uh so you can't hear very well and i'm like yeah you didn't have to tell me oh yeah no it's supposed to be the other way around you'd think no no there's like 90 year olds who are like i'm like ma'am can you repeat yourself and she's like okay (laughs) she gets louder and i'm like oh i just can't hear Oh, oh no, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can hear stupid stuff that makes no sense. You know, like little sounds. I'm like, oh, is somebody in the apartment? Oh, am I going to die? But I mean, somebody could just <laughs> be talking to me. Paranoia. <clears throat> yeah. And then I'm like, hey, I can't hear anything. Like Adam's like, man, I was talking to you for three minutes. I mean, I couldn't hear you. Mm-hmm. And also probably selective hearing. I just don't want to hear you. That's probably <laughs> it. <laughs> I love him. Be nice to the Adam. I like him. Yeah, he's a good fella. Okay. We like him. I also All bought right. a bunch of Halloween candy today. Oh yeah, we can we can leave. <laughs> we can talk about your Halloween candy after we let our listeners go. Bye guys. <laughs> have fun. Um, oh, I'll try. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't know about the girl in red stuff. Now, guys, now I feel 
I feel like Yay. I've been lost. Well, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't mind it, but I mean, I just feel, I just wish I had known things, man. No, no. What are you talking about, dude? I'm like, because I know the, I know the artist herself, I'm pretty sure, is either gay or bisexual. And I'm like, oh, that's just such a good aesthetic. Who? <laughs> oh, girl, <laughs> girl oh, in red. Yeah. And I didn't realize anything, like, until I, I'm like. It's okay, what? honey bunches. It's fine. No, it's okay. You're learning just stuff. If you weren't learning stuff, I'd be concerned. That's right. Thank you. Learn I, something I learned new. That, I learned that, that fact I told you. I learned that shit today. So you're not the only one learning stuff. <laughs> See, all learning together. What a wonderful time. All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram for upcoming reads and the casting list. Big thanks to myself for writing our theme song, Dylan, who created our logo, Cynthia, who creates our episode art, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us next time when we turn the page.